Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the week again, and it is time for In the Huddle with your host, The Real Leal, and myself, Kenny C. We have a very special guest on for today's show. And without further ado, we are joined here this evening with Greg Allman, staff writer for The Athletic, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he had previously spent the, na- the past 19 years covering the Bucks for the Tampa Bay Times. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. And uh, we all know the world is dealing with the pandemic and sports is trying to return to action. Um, Obviously, we have baseball that just started this season. The NFL is starting training camp. The NBA is getting back to the scrimmaging. Um, so with Florida being the hot spot of the virus right now at this time, how is everything going on your end? You're doing fine. Obviously, we're dealing with this for a couple of months now. It's just a matter of kind of, you know, seeing things come back one small step at a time. Uh, Covered the baseball game on Friday, which is wild to do. Empty stadium. Um, Looking forward to, at some point here in the next couple weeks, starting to cover football practices again. Um, You know, you you wear a mask when you're out, but otherwise it's it's kind of uh, getting back closer to normal, you know. So um, I'm going to begin to ask you some questions about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because we all know um, Tom Brady and Gunkowski, I'm a Tom Brady fan, by the way. They decided to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Brady through free agency, Gronkowski via trade. Now, with that being said, the Bucks, we all know, have played just 17 primetime games in the last 15 years. And now the Bucks this season have five primetime games. However, it's go- you know, we're in a pandemic and we're not sure if the fans are going to be able to be in attendance. So what are your thoughts on that? The, the fact that the Buccaneers have some type of you know, the recognition on television, primetime games. What are your thoughts on the fans might not being able to, to see that? Yeah, I mean, to some extent, it's disappointing and it's kind of a missed opportunity just because you have so much excitement around this team with Tom Brady and with Rob Gronkowski. Uh, but I think you're still trying to make the most of it. I think everybody in the NFL is, is kind of dealing with the possibility of a quarter of the normal fans or, or for some teams, no fans at all. Um, so for... You, know, you think about the majority of fans right now are dealing with we're watching games on TV. Um, at least this gives them a bigger platform for that. I mean, like you said, I mean, I think Jameis Winston had, uh, I think, five primetime games in his five years with the Bucks. Um, wow. You know, and now they have five this year, um, which just speaks to, you know, what it means having Tom Brady on your team and and the way it elevates the the national interest in this team. Uh, it changes it immediately. And again, I mean, it, there could be more than five. I mean, if this uh, you know, if they have some success, this is definitely a team that's going to get flexed and have some afternoon games in December get bumped to prime time as well. Awesome. And I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how they do when this season, whenever it finally kicks off. But based on the way we've seen the other big sports leagues, you know, laying out kind of a clear-cut plan of how they want to return, obviously with baseball being the first major sport to return and the NBA having a thought-out plan for their return even, what do you think about the NFL not having a clear-cut plan to return safely? Obviously, a lot of players like Mike Evans and Khalil Mack, just to name a Richard couple, Sherman. yeah, Richard Sherman, have voiced their opinion on, you know, this may be unsafe for us to come back. What do you think about the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, I think they've spent you know most of the last two weeks here negotiating all the specifics of how they would return. Um, it's, it's pretty much set now, and I think they've done a good job of negotiating uh, a ton of things in terms of the what they can and cannot do in the preseason, 
how they're going to ramp things up to get to opening, you know, week one. Um, you know, mm-hmm. no preseason games. We're talking about having, you know, basically only about three weeks of practices as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot less in terms of preparedness, but I think that's what they want to do uh, just to minimize the chance of spread and of more players testing positive and having to miss time as a result of having COVID. So, um, you know, players have the right to opt out. They've got less than a week now until mm-hmm. the deadline for opting out. You know, we saw that already in Kansas City. They've already had to replace, you know, a Pro Bowl guard. Um, I'm sure there'll be other players that, that make that decision. If you have a lot of money, if you're near the end of your career and, and you know, we're already considering retiring, you can, you can kind of get out a year early if you want. Um, I don't think it'll be a ton of players. Um, I think most guys make enough money and, and you know, the idea of playing means a lot to these guys. So I think it's probably a risk that most of them are going to take. And um, there's a lot of talk about the new look Tom Brady. Um, Obviously, when Tom Brady was on New England, it was the Patriot way. And ever since he came to Tampa Bay, you see Tom Brady use use his platform, his, his stature, his fame a little bit more, being social media oriented. Do you like this new Tom Brady in, instead of the old Tom Brady that we saw as a New England Patriot? No, I think it's fun to see him a little bit more outspoken, uh, a little bit more out there on social media. He's not doing that much, um, and I think he's still, you know, it'll be curious to see how he conducts himself uh, with the media in press conferences when he has a microphone in front of him. You know, I think he's always been very careful and measured in what he says and, and how he answers questions, um, and that, that's probably an extension of who his coach has been for the last 20 years. Um, you know, in Bruce Arians, you probably have the different end of the spectrum in terms of somebody who's very uh, candid and frank and upfront in terms of just speaking his mind. I, I don't know how much of that will filter down to his quarterback or not, but it'll be fun to see this year. Definitely, and I, I enjoy this Tom Brady. Like I said, I'm a Tom Brady fan, and to see Tom Brady be more social media oriented to me, I like it because this is the time. This is the sign of the times. So I think Tom Brady may have gained a few fans by him being more open and more out there. And since Tom, Bra- since we're talking about Tom Brady, we all know this man's great resume and what he's going to bring to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So my next question is, looking at the NFC South, the Saints have obviously dominated the division for the past three years. The Panthers and Falcons have drastically improved their team as well in this past offseason and draft. So it's certainly going to be competitive moving forward. Do you think that there's any chance that the Bucks could potentially miss the playoffs because of how competitive the division is? I mean, there's certainly a chance. Um, I think the expectation is that they could be a postseason team. Um, you know, they're probably a wild card until they show they can beat the Saints. Um, mm. They'll go there in week one. Uh, so we'll know right away kind of who's in the driver's seat for the division title. I, I don't really know that the Panthers have made themselves that much better in this offseason. They, they lost a ton of talent. Mm. Um, they've got a new coach. Um, you know, a new quarterback. There'll be a lot of change in Carolina. I just think mm-hmm. the sheer amount of experience and leadership they lost in terms of guys like Luke Keekley, Greg mm-hmm. uh, Olson, a lot of guys like that, uh, they'll probably take a step back. It might not be a huge step back. So more of a rebuild then for them? Yeah. This is just, you know, especially having a new coach, first year in the NFL as a head coach, no offseason to speak of, doesn't have the – normal OTAs and mini camps to help get a new offense and a new system in place. So it, it would seem like they're on the outside looking in. Um, mm-hmm. Atlanta is a tougher team to peg, but I think they'll kind of be in the thick of it as uh, potentially another wild card in this division. Mm. And do you have any, do you have any predictions for their record? 
or how far they get. Obviously, you're going to hope for a Super Bowl win, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. I mean, right now you kind of you kind of vacillate between 9 and 7 and 10 and 6. Um, I think they could be a 10 and 6 team right now. I, I don't – until I see them beat the Saints, you, you still kind of have to pick New Orleans to win the division. You know, I mean, there's so many things that can change here. You know, all it takes is your left tackle opting out for the season or a key player testing positive and missing time, and everything can change. So it's it's – even more of a kind of grain of salt type thing when you talk about making predictions and mm-hmm. a lot of things can change in a hurry here. When you look at their draft, I like their draft moves. What do you think about their draft moves? Getting a guy like Tristan Wilkes on that offensive line, another guy like Tyler Johnson, who I like out of Minnesota, one of the best. Obviously, he was in college football, went under the radar a little bit, and defensively, Anton Whitfield Jr. What do you think about their draft moves? I think they did well. I think they kind of filled their, their needs. Um, in Tristan Wirfs, you know, they, they moved up a spot to make sure they got one of the top tackles in the draft. I think he's a guy that can plug in right away at right tackle. Um, you know, yeah, Antoine Moonfield will help him at safety. Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt's going to help him at running back. Um, you know, I, I thought Tyler Johnson would go a lot earlier than the fifth round. I, I saw him in person at the Outback Bowl in January, and he had a great game at 200 yards, had two touchdowns, uh, was just a really, really impressive playmaker in that game. So uh, I think they can get a lot of impact. Uh, from those rookies, and, and it just remains to be seen uh, where else they'll, they'll get help. But I think they'll they'll be looking for you know obviously some big newcomers in, in Brady and Gronk to, to step in and take a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. I know we're going over time a little bit, so I just have one more question. Um, do you think the Bucks defense is a little bit underrated? Because last year they struggled a lot in the beginning of the year, but towards the end of the season they was a top three defense, and their secondary yeah, improved. Yeah, exactly. So do you think the Bucks defense is a little bit underrated when it comes to the hype of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously all the attention is on Brady and Gronk and all the excitement about that. But, I mean, if they if they can play a full season at the level they finished last year, they'll be a vastly improved defense. They'll be a top-10 defense. Um, they brought all of their starters back, you know, spent well to bring Shaq Barrett back, bring Jason Pierre-Paul back, bring Dominic Sue back. Um, you know, put some key draft picks in. You think about Antoine Winfield helping them. Um, they love their young corners a lot. You don't know who Carlton Davis and Jamal Dean and Sean Murphy Bunting are. They're going to be a key part of this defense um, that kind of stepped up in the second half of last year. So, yeah, I think they have the expectation of, of being a much improved, more ball-hawking defense, and that's what they're going to need to live up to the expectations they have here. And ladies and gentlemen, this has been a pleasure having Mr. Almond on the show. We really thank you for yes, coming sir. on. Oh, no problem, guys. Thanks again. Have a good one. Stay All right. Safe. Thank you very much.